Bristol Business School and Bristol Law School at UE Bristol bring you the Future Impact podcast series. In this series, we're delving into the topics that you want to discuss, from life-changing research and cutting-edge technology to brand new ways of thinking. We will be calling on UE Bristol academics and real-world practitioners to help us get the answers and share their industry knowledge and insights. We're joined today by Joe Beckett, Sadie Drummond, Emily Loveday-Prume and Jane Shaler, who all took part in the Certificate for Executive and Senior Level Coaches and Mentors. They're going to talk to us today about their experience. So ladies, could you please introduce yourselves and what you do? And perhaps Sadie, could you kick us off? Sure. Yeah, my name's Sadie and um, my core role is as a business improvement specialist within education. Um, I'm also a mediator, um, which is basically facilitating conflict resolution. And that's also within my current workplace. And I work as an executive and wellbeing coach doing both individual and group sessions. Um, that's also within the ed- within education, and um, I've worked with social enterprises and small businesses. Thanks, Sadie. Joe, can we come to you? Hi, Rachel. Yes, my name's Joe, and I'm a joint CEO of IDPE, which is a charity. And IDPE stands for the Institute of Development Professionals in Education, and our charitable purpose is to help schools fundraise effectively. And so since I've qualified, alongside my part-time role as CEO, I also have my own professional practice, providing executive coaching to aspiring established leaders of education, charity and commercial organisations. So anything from CEO level um, down to sort of manager level. Thanks so much, Joe. Emily, are you happy to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Emily. I am a learning development manager in a local authority, which is South Gloucestershire Council. Within that position, I'm the coaching coordinator for the council's internal coaching service. And I'm also a coach within that service. So offering coaching at different levels, some of which is the political um, aspect of the council and leaders and managers. Since COVID, our work has primarily been based on wellbeing coaching and as well as managing a team, I deliver women in leadership training, empowerment and wellbeing courses. And before I held this role, I worked in housing, health and the civil service. Um, I first trained as a coach back in 2004 as a life coach. And it's been really interesting to see how that's kind of evolved through the ILM level seven and also the wellbeing course that I'm currently doing. Thanks, Emily. Thank you for sharing. And finally, Jane, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, yes, I'm, I'm Jane Shaler. Um, until last year, I was executive director in Bath and North East Somerset um, Clinical Commissioning Group and local authority um, commissioning health and social care services. While I was still working for Bath and North East Somerset CCG and Council, I um, did the ILM7 um, coaching and mentoring course. At the time, I didn't know that I was going to be stepping down from my exec role, and I did it partly because I just love learning, but also because I thought I'd use it in my exec role, and I'd also benefited a great deal from coaching. I now provide um, coaching and leadership development to senior and aspiring leaders. I also provide well-being coaching. That's 
primarily on a voluntary basis to um, people working in the voluntary and public sector. I also do a little bit of professional coaching, so pay coaching. Brilliant. Thank you, Jane. And thanks everybody for being here and taking the time to talk to us today. So um, to delve a little bit more into what you've all been doing, can you tell us more about the peer group that you've set up? Yeah, sure. Um, so the, the peer coaching group, um, we're all, we all completed the ILM level seven, which um, that was at UWE. And I think there were about 17 people on that, that programme. Um, and as the programme progressed, we had a, an active um, WhatsApp group that we used, um, which I think all of us felt provided a lot of um, much needed peer support throughout the course helping us with uh, completing our assignments and, and generally kind of around our practice as well. As we were coming to the end of that programme, I suggested to everybody on that group um, about setting up the peer coaching group. The main reason for me was really that I found the, the learning and the support throughout the course so beneficial um, in terms of my own learning and development that I wanted that to continue. So we ended up with seven people joining the group and we currently have six active members. So we've been running for um, about a year now um, and we initially started meeting every two months and then um, we all found that we got getting so much out of the, the sessions that we moved in January to meeting every month um, and also with a slightly more structured format which is basically providing the peer support for current practice and also um, the sort of learning and development aspect. Um, and Jane's going to say a bit more about the kind of um, purpose of the group. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, um, our shared learning approach seemed like a kind of natural evolution of the shared learning approach that we'd um, taken on the UE exec coaching and mentoring programme. And as Sadie said, sessions started on a bi-monthly basis and were quite informal. But over time, those sessions have developed with more um, structure. And also because we found them so helpful, we moved to monthly sessions. Um, so we share research tools, theories via more structured sessions, um, often around a particular theme. So recent themes have been around well-being, um, emotional intelligence, um, transactional analysis and motivation. Um, our group also acts as a sounding board for any particular practice issues, either brought by a member of the group in relation to a particular individual or as a result of picking up a theme from our practice. Um, and as an example of that is that in our November session, focused on shared learning around motivation, which we all found really, really helpful and that we'd identified as an issue both for ourselves as coaches working you know, through uh, a, a global pandemic and uh, lockdown, and also with some of our coaches. So it was quite a strong theme that we wanted to kind of learn and understand a bit more about. We share advice, information and support with things like business infrastructure for coaching, and that's included things like um, sharing knowledge around professional insurance, approaches to fees, website development, and raising our profiles as coaches. Um, we alert each other and make each other aware of continuing professional development opportunities. And we also share recommendations on resources, information, including things like books, websites, and podcasts, and training and tools and approaches. 
It's fantastic. It sounds like such a supportive um, environment and particularly, you know, with the current situation and what everybody's been going through. Um, I want to get some thoughts from you, Joe and Emily. So how has the programme helped you in your coaching practice and your professional life? That's a really interesting question because when I started the course, my intention really was to become a professional coach. And not only has the course given me the confidence and the impetus to set up my own professional coaching practice, but it's actually brought huge amounts of value to the role I do as CEO at IDPE. And I don't think I realised, or the board of trustees or my colleagues realised, how it would impact and bring value. Um, so let me just try and explain what I mean. So as you, um, you journey through the course, um, you're obviously practising a lot of coaching. And you sort of move from this place of um, conscious incompetence. And, and as you become, you know, as you do more practice, it, it sort of embeds and becomes a way of being as it becomes more unconscious practice. And so what I found is that, for example, in my role at IDPE, I'm responsible for income generation and um, corporate partnerships. And so it really, really helps me to cultivate and engage relationships with corporate supporters of IDPE. It's really great at building trust and um, just deepening those relationships. It's also helped me support individual members of staff with things like appraisals or just one-to-one -one meetings and also trustees as well. Um, again, it's just great for those um, relationships, those stakeholder relationships. And then finally, I would say I've now had the confidence and the tools to, to lead more strategic conversations at board level, but also um, to deliver and run uh, team workshops as well. So I think, I think probably the sort of the icing on the cake is, you know, as a result of the pandemic, we ran some a virtual conference um, and we offered free coaching clinics during the pandemic. And based on the research from that, we're actually going to be launching a personal and professional effectiveness. So that's personal and professional effectiveness program for fundraisers in schools. And that sort of brings a new USP to IDPE's business proposition. So by having the in-house expertise, we've been able to respond to the need in the marketplace and actually adapt and evolve our services to meet the emerging needs of the membership. So it's sort of been a win-win really. Sounds like it's been quite all-encompassing and had sort of it has across across the board for you absolutely I and mean, then in ways that I couldn't have imagined at the outset either as well thanks so much Joe. and um, Emily have you got some thoughts on that one as well yeah I have um I echo what Joe said about it having a much deeper and profound impact than we were possibly expecting when we joined this program um and I think there's a real richness that comes from the people who attend and the experience that they bring and the insights that they bring I think on a practical level in terms of my coaching practice it's really expanded the range of tools and techniques that I now use as a coach um, and I was introduced to things like photos and postcards and values cards and different types of toys and creative tasks that I wouldn't have considered possible before and and whilst the kind of virtual world now since COVID has meant that some of those um, tangible objects in person aren't quite possible. There, there's a huge amount that the course taught me about using metaphors in coaching and how the narrative around objects 
can be really really powerful in helping people find solutions to problems and think about things in completely different ways than they would through conversation alone so i feel like my practice is much richer because of that i think also the kind of content and reading has meant that i've got much more clarity around what coaching can offer at different levels and how executive coaching can differ from um, other types of coaching um, and different approaches that can be brought in to enhance those conversations and make them more powerful. What was really great is that I learned a lot of content that I was then able to take back into my organisation and share with the coaching service. So it's been really beneficial to the organisation that in investing in my learning, they've invested in other coaches through what I've been able to share. Um, I think personally, I feel really well supported. I think that there's been a real growth in my knowledge from the foundation that this course bill and then the ongoing support of the people in our peer group it's been incredibly helpful to know um, at times that I've got somewhere to go to discuss issues with the sorts of things that I could be thinking about to expand my thinking so we share a lot of information between us and that's been incredibly helpful and it just makes sure that things have stayed really fresh and are continuing to create value um, I think I wasn't really aware of what a vast academic field coaching is. And when I did my first training, there wasn't the body of work that there is now. And it's been incredibly thought provoking. And I think anyone who's interested in learning and development or working with people or psychology, this course has got um, a really great grounding in different approaches and research that has really benefited me personally and professionally and part of what this course provided is a really strong professional network to have now these peers in different sectors and at different levels and have different insights from their strategic work has been really rewarding um, i find that i am now spending a lot of time with these really inspirational um, women who have this massive passion for coaching and it's been really really rewarding to be able to share that with them Thanks, Emily. You all sound like inspirational women to me, so it's fabulous to have you all here. Um, and just you touched on, Emily, the sort of the breadth of, of the field of coaching um, from an academic perspective. So if we take a step back, maybe, and think about the programme as a whole, I was wondering if you could all maybe um, highlight to me one key takeaway that you got from the programme. For me, it was really difficult to actually isolate one thing. Um, and I thought I'd share my experience of coming to the programme, having sort of had a, um, a period of 30 years without serious academic study. So I came very much with a sense of imposter syndrome and um, was amongst all of these, you know, far more academic people than me. And what I think the course gave me was um, it opened my mind um, to learning at a different level and lifelong learning. And I have to say, if it wasn't for the support of the tutor and also the peers and part of the group I'm with now, I'm not sure I would have been able to complete the course because I have this um, you know, very limiting belief around not being able to do it. So I have to thank my colleagues for, for their support here. Um, but what I learned was I really enjoyed going deeper into sort of skills that could deepen and extend my competencies as a leader. 
and also as a professional coach as well. Um, so the academic context and, and challenge has actually, you know, whenever we sort of like push ourselves, we end up learning and, and better for it. It's about finding your own way, but also reaching out for the support that's available when you're on the course. It opened my mind to learning yeah. overall. So thank you for your thoughts. I think we probably all get a little bit of imposter syndrome some, sometimes. So having that network that you've all um, been here to talk about today and, and share has been fantastic. And Sadie, how about you? Have you got a takeaway? Yeah, I think, well, loads. I think like Joe was saying, there are a lot of takeaways and it's actually really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to think of one. But my one, I guess, um, touches on what Emily's just been talking about, really. I think it was around... Um, not being afraid to get creative in your practice and use a variety of tools and um, especially the kind of um, ones that are kind of um, more about kind of metaphors and objects and um, it's actually our tutor I think it you know Arthur Turner was our tutor and I think he, he had a box of tricks basically that had puppets and postcards and all sorts of things in there and I just remember my first sort of thinking, um, I don't know how you're going to use this with a senior leader and how they're going to respond to it. And I remember being a bit nervous about um, the first time I started using some of these objects. But actually, once I started, that was it. I've become much more experimental. And I guess the, the, the sort of most vivid memory I have is, is with one of my um, clients for the course. And I use charms um, and the charms we use, like basically it's kind of metaphors as symbols to represent um, his sort of work systems, family systems. And this was a client who had not really kind of looked into himself very much. And actually a lot of the work we were doing was around that kind of self-awareness. And um, he was also, yeah, he found it very challenging to kind of look within himself. Um, he was finding it really rewarding, but challenging at the same time. And I actually asked him for feedback at the um, end of the session. And he just said that he wouldn't have reached the same insights without using them. And I think when I sort of reflected on that a bit, and he was reflecting on it as well, I think it was actually it's very intense sometimes coaching people and someone that's not used to sort of sharing um such insights just being like facing someone and having that conversation can be a bit intense and i think there's something about having objects that he he mentioned about being able to kind of touch them and while he was touching them he was able to kind of reflect and think and it actually just took him to a much deeper um level of insight um that he i don't, i also agree i don't think he would have got to to otherwise um but through um doing that really so i think that's probably one of the biggest ones and that um, one that i'll continue continue to do as well thanks Sadie, and thanks for sharing it with sort of with the detail and, and the story that goes alongside it emily what about you um i think it's something which we've come back to a couple of times in our meetings afterwards is there's a huge amount that you learn on the, the program through the through the days and through the study and there's a huge amount of input that can really help you develop your style as a coach and there's so many different styles but I think that aspect of remembering the basics and and that's come up a few times about sometimes it's the small things that can make a huge difference and and that was a theme that repeated in the course and repeated in the practice and has repeated in our ongoing peer support that we've got different styles as coaches and I think 
that's really normal and really natural and reflects us as individuals and the skills that we bring in the different sectors that we've worked in. And it's really important that there's a good fit between coaches and coaches. So having complementary styles and approaches can be really helpful and it can help you build the relationship where you're able to unlock those issues and, and coaching conversations and really enjoying sessions will add that depth that can come from what seems like complexities of techniques and methods but actually it's it seems to be a real simplicity that resonates with clients what Sadie was talking about before like using those charms sometimes they're the simplest things that really ring true with people and I think regardless of what we kind of learn and implement at the end of the day coaching is about providing a space where you can really genuinely listen to people and ask questions and provide space that maybe they don't currently have um, and even at times it's just about holding some silence that allows people to think things through and so I think my takeaway is you know there is so much that we can continue to learn that will add to the quality of um, our coaching practice but to remember that at the core, coaching can be really simple and it's at its most simplest that it seems most effective. That's really reflective, Emily. Thank you so much. And then finally, Jane, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a bit of a, a theme developing here. So for me, my kind of key takeaway is the importance of continuous professional development to be an effective coach and um, the, the invaluable contribution that a shared sort of action learning model can make and that's been the power of the group is that you know we've continued to develop and grow into increasingly effective uh, coaches who are able to draw on a wide range of approaches and tools and techniques and adjust our response to individuals to meet their own kind of needs and aspirations I would also say on the practice front, um, if in doubt, and we all have those doubts, really don't underestimate what I think of as the sort of coaching superpowers of being fully present with an individual and a very deep and active listening. At the end of the day, as, as others have reflected back in this conversation, just being with somebody and really, really listening to them can be incredibly powerful. Thank you, Jane. So I've got a, a final question, but probably for you all again to talk through. What would you perhaps say to others who are considering doing the programme or who are looking at setting up a support group? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I've already mentioned that um, if you're considering doing the programme, prepare to be challenged, whether you've been coaching previously or done master's level quali um, qualifications and courses previously, I think it will challenge anyone because um, all of us were challenged at different places and, and different points. Um, I'd also think about how realistically you're gonna fit, fit the study in because I was working as um, part-time CEO with family responsibilities and it is a it is a time commitment and so you do need to be realistic about um, how much time you can commit to study and sort of plan your uh, workload accordingly so yeah I'd consider I'd consider the commitment and the time um, and also uh, know that you know because you're going to go through a, a deep learning experience you will be challenged 
um, but you you know you can ask for support along the way. Thanks, Joe. Sadie, can we come to you? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think I'd probably echo really what Joe says. I don't think I'd be the same coach if I hadn't done it, but um, I would say that making sure that you've got the time and the space and the support to really commit to the programme um, is really important. As, as I've just said, my sort of um, my own learning and development on the course has been um, has been great um, in terms of that. I started with having imposter syndrome, unsure whether I'd be able to um, coach senior leaders and kind of looking around other people on the programme thinking, oh God, I'm not as good as these people and, and finished as a far more competent and confident coach. So, you know, it is you know, a really good programme in terms of developing yourself. I guess in terms of the peer group, I would say that I, I think it's essential that every, every coach has a peer group. Um, because again, I don't, I don't feel that um, I would be the same coach with, without having that peer group support there. We've developed such a strong bond um, and I always come away feeling supported and inspired and motivated and also that I've learned something that I would really recommend it um, and I think also for most of us we're doing sort of coaching on a, on a part-time basis so having that um, you know obviously they recommend that you have a supervisor an individual supervisor but that's kind of difficult for me to do at the moment so it's just nice to be able to have a peer group that you can have for that support around your practice but also the kind of learning and development and the other aspects so in terms of setting up the the, the group I would say um, obviously we've sort of developed over time so it's just doing things like making sure that you book um book the sessions kind of ahead of time um because we started off doing doing it a little bit more ad hoc but kind of moving to booking them a year ahead so everyone's kind of committed to the program and also you know whilst I've sort of set things up and and put things in calendars and stuff like that it's really important that for any peer group that it's it's about the group and what the group want and it's very much um kind of a shared shared experience really but i would say it's it's a very beneficial one brilliant sadie thank you um emily hi um yeah so very much echoing uh sadie and joe in terms of the course you know it's really really important that you know what you're getting into um it's important to expect to be challenged whether that's through the volume of work or trying to balance that with other commitments it was really helpful to have some grounding in coaching um, to build on um, and be able to expand that kind of foundation um, i think anyone who's thinking about doing it i would tell you that it's wonderfully rewarding and your coaching practice will really really benefit from it there's practical learning there's background reading there's a lot of assignment writing and it's wonderful but it will take a lot of time in terms of the support group it's been absolutely fantastic to have this group of peers and like Jane said this kind of action learning model which was started on the program has been something that we've kept up and it has been incredibly positive and enriching I think it's hugely down to Sadie's incredible organisational skills. So I think for anyone wanting a support group, you'll really need someone as fantastic as Sadie for being able to organise us and arrange things. And, um, and it's been wonderful. I think, you know, I definitely wouldn't have been able to set up such a fantastic group, but I feel really honoured to be part of it. And I think it's the type of thing where if you've got a peer group, you um, will get as much benefit if not more from the program itself um, because as the longer 
as longer time goes on, it just builds and builds in terms of a knowledge bank and a support network and a really helpful sounding board. So I think as long as people are willing and open and supportive, it will inevitably create a safe space for ongoing learning. And there's so much to learn with coaching. It's wonderful to have this kind of CPD aspect that's been extended. And there's something about the coaching course itself, which is incredibly bonding. And to be able to extend that into a continued relationship means that we've got the strength of relationship to be able to constructively challenge and explore why we're working in particular ways and to ask people's perspective about what we may be um, able to do differently, um, to share knowledge. And there's a real sense of collaboration within the group, which has been wonderful. And I've got no doubt whatsoever that this group has really helped me to be a better coach. So I would absolutely recommend the program and really, really encourage people wherever possible to create a support group that goes alongside this. I think it's been invaluable. I really do. Thanks, Emily, for your thoughts. Finally, maybe Jane, if you've got some, some thoughts on this one. Yeah, and I'm going to talk from a slightly different perspective here because, as I said in my introduction, until last year, I was in a, a senior level executive role. It was very high pressure. Uh, I was working very, very long hours um, when I started off doing the um, ILM course. <laughs> and with hindsight, I think I was a bit mad to think that I could do all that and the, and the coaching program as well. And at that time, I didn't have any idea that I was going to be stepping down from that role. As I learned more about myself through the coaching and mentoring course and um, experienced this, this period of ill health, I made the decision to step down. And the programme and the support group has been absolutely invaluable to me in making the transition from a high-pressure, high-status job that was pretty all-encompassing to a very different way of life, um, you know, working on a voluntary basis with senior leaders and aspiring leaders and also um, providing well-being coaching to um, staff in a local authority through lockdown has given me a, a new purpose and really helped me make the transition from an exec role to a different way of life. So, um, you know, I, I really, I mean, the group has been absolutely um, a very important part of my survival strategy for both lockdown and transitioning from an exec role into a different way of life. Um, I would also echo what the others have said in terms of um, the importance of having um, somebody who is able to kind of lead and facilitate your, your support group. And although, you know, the power of the group is in the contribution of each and every individual, um, you really do need to find your own Sadie who's able to um, corral us all and, uh, and organise things. So, um, you know, a huge thanks to um, Sadie in particular, but to all the members of the peer group for um, helping me get through lockdown and make a very, very significant change in my life um, and kind of survive and thrive through that. Well, Jane, thank you for sharing that. It's obviously very personal. So thank you for, for 
for sharing the details. It sounds like it's just been a fantastic holistic experience for you all and that you sort of all kind of all empower each other almost. Do you think that your group has taken on perhaps a different dynamic because of COVID or have you, is there something about the group that's been impacted by the current situation that we're all living through? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, what everyone's touched on really is around um, not underestimating how important it's been to us, not just for our coaching practice, but for us in terms of our own well-being. Um, we've reflected on this quite a lot recently. Um, and I think through, you know, obviously there's three of us that are doing the well-being coaching course as well, but how important it is for us to support our own well-being, to be resilient, um, to also be able to be honest and open about how we're feeling. And there's been times when we've touched on feelings around motivation, having low motivation. And to be honest with you, for me, having the group has been an inspiration in terms of that, because there have been points where I've lacked motivation because we're, you know, we're in challenging times. Um, and being able to kind of come to the group and share how we're feeling um, is has been really really important in terms of just feeling really supported and I think it makes you realize I mean I've moved into through lockdown delivering quite a number of group coaching sessions which is new for me I started this in in May and I delivered a number of group coaching sessions at, at work and I'm um, going to be delivering some more and I think the feedback that I got from the group coaching was was how much it it meant to be in that safe environment where you realize that other people are experiencing a lot of the same feelings um, and challenges and I think that's the same with our group and I think yeah you can't underestimate the power of the power of that and whilst I've had individual you know supervision and things before and that is really beneficial to be able to talk through um, client cases and what's going on for you I think there is for me a, a peer support group is just that extra level of support and um, yeah, it's, it's both inspiring, but also just so supportive and motivating. Thank you, Sadie. Um, thank you all so much, as I said at the beginning, for taking the time um, to come and talk to us today. It's, it's really much, much appreciated. And I think it's given um, a really different perspective on, on the programme really. And, and I hope that we share this quite widely and that people are really interested um, to hear more about it. We will share the details of the programme as well. So if anyone's interested, um, or as ever, you can email us directly. Thank you very much for taking part in the in the podcast today, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for being part of our Future Impact podcast series. We hope you enjoyed listening and have taken something away from this episode. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics discussed or have an idea or a topic to include in future episodes, please do email us for further information using bbec at uwe.ac.uk.